0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 383. This time I don't have too much to say, certainly nothing really new in terms of games, so I thought I would talk about my top five currently on my wish list, with a few honorable mentions uh, after that. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show.
1: I thought I would talk about
0: my top five for 2023 will go in the order I have them on my list, which is not necessarily the order uh, they will come out in. The first one is Remnant 2, which is the second game following Remnant from the Ashes. I absolutely love Remnant. I think I have something like 250 played hours uh, on Steam referenced which may or may not even be accurate. It might actually be uh, higher than that. The announcement came as a complete shock to me, as last I heard when they had their first expansion and they were saying this is going to be the only expansion we're done with Remnant 1, they also mentioned they were committed to another company to make another game uh, before they could even consider Remnant 2. So seeing it come out, I think it will be something like two years after the last expansion, that seems very confusing because those two years would have had to have been, you know, strictly development time for Remnant 2, which meant they pretty much immediately uh, started working on it when they said they had to work on something else. So that is a very uh, happy surprise to me, though it does seem kind of curious why they're just calling it Remnant 2 instead of uh, Remnant from the Ashes 2. It is much (laughs) shorter And I'm sure what everyone will actually call it. But it does seem a little bit curious. This has no date currently, but it is set for 2023. My guess is because Remnant uh, came out on my birthday, and I believe the expansion came out exactly one year later, I will guess Remnant 2 will also come out right around August 20th. But that is a total guess. Uh, Nothing's been said. Certainly if it was in the first four months, they would have said something. So I'm guessing that's probably a reasonable uh, guess to assume. It's probably something like August. The next one actually does have a date. That is Star Wars Jedi Survivor on March 17th, which is the follow-up game to Jedi Fallen Order. I really, really loved uh, Fallen Order. It's probably my favorite Star Wars game, although I have not played all of them. But it is an amazing story It has souls-like elements, which are kind of, I guess, close to old console settings, where if you left an area and then you sort of rested, it would reset the area. That's, you know, how old school consoles were, so it kind of makes sense in that way. It's a little bit weird, um, you know, for modern uh, Star Wars lore to go back to an area and it respawns, (laughs) but it is what it is. Uh, Jedi Survivor will, I'm sure, be in the same kind of Way, and that you know, it's got souls like elements where you can turn up difficulty, you can turn down difficulty. It certainly was the most flexible of uh, souls like games because you could change so many difficulties, it didn't feel like a pain uh, like some souls like games uh, typically can be. But I am really looking forward to that. It is coming out on March 17th, though being a single player game, it might have to uh, fall down in my order because I can only afford so many games a year, and something that I expect will be a single player game that I only play once, maybe twice, you know, that's not as high of a priority as other things. Redfall is coming out in the first half of 2023. This has been pushed, so I'm not sure on the exact date or if that date will hold, but I am really looking forward to this. Warhammer 40K Dark Tide was sort of a test for me, if I would actually enjoy this kind of four-person co-op kind of game. And I think Steam, uh, last I checked, was showing about 60 hours played on that. It's kind of on hold right now because I have to play through the library, and if the library is unstable at all, I will drop. So I'm kind of on a a forced break from it, but I would still be playing a few times a week. So that definitely proves I would like this kind of game. And Redfall is by Arcane Studios, which I have enjoyed several of their games in the past. I'm not quite sure how I feel about a hero-based element. You pick from, I think, one of four different heroes, which act, you know, pretty much like a class. They do say there is a story built in for each uh, sort of hero, and you'll go along quests and learn their stories. So in that sense, it would make a lot of sense. But I don't know. I would probably prefer to have my own character and, you know, have my own Uh, sort of path I'm following. But I guess we'll see uh, how that works out in the future. Judas is the next game. Everyone is assuming that's some kind of biblical reference, but it basically looks very similar to a Bioshock-like game, which it's been forever since we've had any Bioshock games. There's not really anything known about this one other than the trailer shows off some very cool story-like elements. There's some first-person shooting, And there's a few powers the person uses, so that's why people are assuming it's maybe similar to Bioshock. This one also has no date, but I am looking forward to it quite a bit. Darkest Dungeon 2 has actually been on Epic uh, in early access for, I think, more than a year. I have not picked it up there because I kind of want to avoid early access, because Darkest Dungeon 1, I kind of overdid early access and got kind of uh, sick of it before it actually released. But this is a similar style game where you have characters and there's combat and you have to balance, you know, how they're faring physically as well as how they're faring emotionally. But this one is done in a much uh, quicker to play sort of style. I think each game is only a few hours long. You're in a caravan and you only have these four characters. They won't ever change. They'll either die or you'll complete your mission. And they're going through sort of a roguelike path down the road, and you go this way or you go that way, and you'll get different encounters. So it's very similar to Darkest Dungeon 1 in that kind of regard. But unlike Darkest Dungeon 1, this would be like a single uh, dungeon run that you're doing in Darkest Dungeon 1, but that's the entire sort of game cycle in Darkest Dungeon 2. So it's very cool, very exciting. The depth and required... Uh, Dedication to play to get through Darkest Dungeon 1 is one of the biggest hurdles as to why I haven't actually finished a full game. So, Darkest Dungeon 2 looks to be a little bit more casual, I guess you could say. Certainly easier to get into and play, and so I'm looking forward to that uh, quite a bit. And now for some honorable mentions. Nightingale is the first honorable mention. I'm not sure if it has a date, and the reason why this isn't Uh, for sure top five for me is because I'm not sure how I feel about survival games. This one you have a base and you sort of build up your home base world and then you travel to other worlds and you get modifiers uh, to change those worlds. So maybe you set up a world to be you know dinosaur based and it's in the winter and then you go to that world and you gather resources And maybe you fight some monsters and some bosses and then you come back to your home world. And then maybe next time you have some modifiers and you set it to be uh, an old west period world in a desert. And so you get there, you fight some bad guys, maybe fight some bosses, you come back with your resources. So it seems potentially very interesting in that you have this sort of survival aspect of your home base and you're trying to survive there but you're also out exploring all these different worlds and times and places. So it looks potentially really interesting. It is also free to play, so there would be no reason uh, why not to try it out, even though uh, survival games have not really historically been my thing. You know, I could try it out uh, without any kind of huge commitment or uh, feeling like I need to, you know, do X to get my money's worth. Atomic Heart is the next honorable mention. It is actually probably the one that's coming the soonest on February 21st. That one has been called the Russian Bioshock. It has actually been sort of on my mind for many years because they were one of the first games to embrace uh, Nvidia's ray tracing. And so there was a lot of uh, shots and scenes of what Atomic Heart looks like with the ray tracing on as sort of the demo for, you know, what Chasing could do, you know, years before other people were doing it. So it's finally coming out. Uh, it looks very good. I don't know too much about it. There's a first-person view. There's a, our main character shooting a bunch of robots and other sort of alternate future kind of things. And he is using a few different powers, so that's why people are saying it might be Bioshock-like. But I do expect it is a uh, single player game that'll i probably only play uh, maybe once or twice. So it is not uh, in my top five, but it is definitely uh, way up there. Miasma Chronicles is a turn-based strategy game. It is done by the people who made Mutant Year Zero. And Mutant Year Zero was sort of a licensed product. It is an existing role-playing game. And this is a very similar Uh, kind of world in that it's a post-apocalyptic kind of world. And the developers wanted to do their own thing. So they are now, you know, doing something similar in this uh, Miasma Chronicles sort of universe they are creating. So they will be free to do, you know, any sequels or any DLC they want uh, without having to worry about a license. It looks very cool. There are uh, very few strategy games uh, coming out these days. So I definitely have my eye on this one. Arc Raiders feels like it should have been out by now. It is a free-to-play shooter kind of game. I'm not too familiar with what it's about. It seems like it's a uh, jump in and play sort of a few encounters maybe and then take some loot and then take it with you and then uh, take it with you to sort of the next encounter. There's not really been a whole lot of news about it. There was a trailer and a lot of hubbub about it right when it was first announced, but they've kind of gone dark since then, so I'm not sure uh, what's going on with development. This one is another free-to-play, so it looks pretty cool, uh, free-to-play, and I'm definitely keeping my eyes on it for that reason. Starfield has bounced on and off my uh, sort of top five for a while now, and the main reason why it keeps slipping uh, lower and lower down the list is because the more I hear about it, the more it just seems like hmm and I'll just kind of wait and see. The first big thing that put me off was this is something Bethesda Studios is doing and they have done uh, Skyrim and so they've been doing role-playing games for a while and they have always been uh, you know really good and really amazing and really fun but the first trailer they put out for this one that really got into sort of what the character's doing and where they're going and sort of UI scenes so we could see, you know, what the UI would look like and how the characters uh, would interact with NPCs was extremely similar. And it's like, on the one hand, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But on the other hand, you know, it is 2022 or, you know, 2023 when this launches. And it's like, you know, shouldn't you change uh, what you've been doing for the last 20 years and maybe, I don't know, update it slightly? Why are we still looking at NPCs in a medium shot straight at their face and they're just standing there? You know, why aren't they, you know, walking around? Why aren't they maybe behind a desk? Why aren't they with a group of people in a meeting room? Why aren't they, you know, at an old saloon if this is some kind of RimWorld planet? You know, why is it got to be this medium, dead, straight, boring shot? I don't understand. And a lot of people will be like, oh, that's not a big deal, I don't care. But to me, it makes me wonder how much of the rest of the game have they also not updated, you know, conceptually in the last, you know, 20 plus years. Also, they say they want this to have a lot of sort of survival-esque elements and a lot of randomization and a lot of, uh, I guess, roguelike elements. So you're going to be flying around thousands of planets and it's going to be all randomized But some areas will be, you know, fixed. Your main story areas will have certain areas that are fixed. So it's like, well, how great is a completely randomized universe? I get, you know, Skyrim was like that. You could walk around and there were big empty areas and you'd come across a dungeon or a small town that might be kind of destroyed. And you're like, ooh, what's the mystery of this area? You know, was very into that. But if that's the whole game and it's randomized, I don't know. I'm going to uh, wait and see for that reason. And that's really it for my list. Of course, Destiny 2 has new big expansion and they're changing things up. I did win uh, a copy of that, so that is already secured. So that's why it's not uh, on my list. I technically already own it. Also, Baldur's Gate 3 uh, I bought years ago, which is... Uh, mind-boggling at this point. That is due out sometime in August. I don't know exactly when. So again, uh, you know, it would be on my list, but I actually already own it. But I would recommend if anybody uh, is into D&D, uh, check that out. And that's really it uh, for my anticipated games of 2023. that's all i have for the rambling this time hopefully everybody had a good uh, christmas time and we'll have uh, a good new year's time coming up when this podcast releases i don't know uh, what i'll talk about next time i don't think there's anything uh, coming out between now and then and i certainly don't have any money for it Uh, if it did i am barely gonna make it by you know the critical bills and it's like bills coming up I don't have money for so it's like yikes so everything is still terrible and worrisome uh, as every year it seems but hopefully everybody out there will have a good holiday time and take care of yourself and stay nice and warm and I don't know what I'll talk about next time but hopefully I'll see everybody then okay thanks bye
1: You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com podcast rabbitsramblings.html When you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I any time you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License, 2022.